Amen. We're going to do one more thing. Uh, the ushers have cards, church cards for everyone that's in here tonight. Uh, it's going to go along and tie along with what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, and as the ushers are moving, I'm going to ask everybody to at least take two cards if they haven't already passed them out. I got a bright light in my face. Uh, if they, there they go. I want everybody to take at least two cards tonight. Uh, and it's going to tie into what we're going to be talking about tonight. In the book of Acts, where we're going to turn, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 6 to 8. Uh, many of you are familiar with this, read it tons of times. In fact, this is your prayer closet. Uh, scripture used in your prayer closet when you go there. The Bible tells us, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, and it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. I won't touch that tonight. Times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But you shall receive power. Everybody say power. Amen. How many have power in their lives? Amen. I, I, I heard some voices kind of lightly questioning whether they have power. So I'll ask the question again. How many of us have power in our lives? Oh, hallelujah. If you got some power in your life, why don't you lift your voice right now? Come on, lift your voice right now. Say, there's power. Come on, lift your voice right now. There's power in my life. There's power in my life. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I, I did something, and I'm going to uh, tell them myself, compliment somebody, and you'll appreciate this later for you all. Amen. They're on a timer tonight. Kids got to go to school. I brought something that's been a friend of mine here lately. And uh, when it goes off, it just means to make noise. Don't mean I'm going to stop, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I'm going to share with you a thought that I feel that has been working through us as a ministry, as a church. Uh, many of us uh, that have been uh, living the life of a witness and many of us that are involved in the evangelistic field, but there are others that want to know uh, how do I go about sharing my faith. So we're going to talk about tonight the discipline of witnessing. Everybody say the discipline of witnessing. There's a discipline or biblical practices that every believer should implement into their lives and obey in our everyday lives. Many of these disciplines or subjects are taught uh, in our Christian growth classes can be identified as some of the following. The reading of the Bible daily is a great discipline to have. Praying daily is an awesome discipline to have. Fasting, worship, tithing, uh, the importance of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say power. Amen. It is an important discipline or subject to understand. Uh, repentance is a subject or discipline to understand. The oneness of God is something certainly to understand. Uh, the Bible tells us that if we do not recognize that who he is, the scripture tells us in uh, John chapter 8 that we shall die in our sins if we believe not that he is he. The fruit of the Spirit is another discipline or subject that's important for us to understand. The enemies of our soul, for sure, is another important subject for us to understand. A discipline a topic that we certainly should be more, more aware of. But there's one that's near and dear to my heart and should be near and dear to everyone's one's heart here from the form of a question and from the form or position of, of implementing this into our lives, and that is the discipline of witnessing. The discipline of witnessing. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctors of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Everybody say perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, the doctrine of baptisms, and the laying on of the hands, and the resurrection of the dead. He goes on to say this, dropping down to verse 9, he says this, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you than things that accompany, accompany salvation. Accompany salvation. How many of us enjoy freedom in Christ Jesus? Uh, come on, you ought to talk louder than that. You ought to talk louder than that. 
Come on, you know the old song, the, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go no more. Come on, the way I used to behave, I don't behave that way anymore. Can I tell you, that's what freedom feels like. That's what freedom feels like. Freedom feels liberating. Freedom feels awesome to say that I have been set free by Christ. There's some things that accompany salvation, and some of those things that accompany salvation is the power and the importance of sharing our faith. Most Christians, uh, most Christian development courses address many subjects, but seldom will you see one outline specifically of how to share your faith and how to win souls. Several years ago, uh, and I remember this, uh, Sister Kelly, who's here tonight with us, uh, and I were participating in a Christian growth development class here in Clarksville. And if I remember correctly, you taught 301, and I taught 401. 301 was understanding your gifts and who you're called to be and how God will fashion you to use what he has called you to be to benefit the kingdom. I had the responsibility of 401, and 401 was very specifically teaching you how to share your faith, how to be a witness. Now, I'm going to ask a question. If you feel like raising your hand, I want to ask you to raise your hand. But how many of us in here know how to be a witness? How many of us know how to be a witness? Man, Pastor Sizemore, I want you just to look around the room real quick. Elder Enos, if you can look around the room real quick. Look at the hands that are not raised. Look at the hands that are not raised. The hands that are not raised is, is, is more so telling us that, that we have work to do. From a leadership perspective, we have work to do. Because being a witness is something that the Lord said that he's given us the Holy Ghost to do. To do. Being a witness is not something complicated. But as we look at the scripture, we see countless examples of how the Lord prioritized this aspect of Christian living in our lives and in scripture. As you look at the life and the ministry of the Lord, one of the things that he has demonstrated unto us is that souls matter to him. Souls matter to him. The eternal destination of, of people that are on the earth, people that will be on the earth, they matter to him. They matter to him. The Lord coming into this earth, shedding his blood up on Calvary's cross, giving up his own life as a sacrifice for you and I, it tells us that he so loved us because we, because we mattered. Because we mattered. Because we mattered. There's one example in Scripture the Bible tells us, and if, if you had the pleasure, depends on how you look at this, if you had the pleasure or uh, the misfortune of sitting through a Bible study with many of us that teach Salvation Made Simple, Auntie Connie, myself, and many, many more, that teach Salvation Made Simple, the first lesson is dealing with the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower is teaching us the importance of God's Word, what happens when we receive God's Word. It deals with that parable from Matthew 13. But then lesson two deals with the importance of worshiping God in spirit. It shows us the importance of having the Holy Ghost. I said it shows us the importance of having the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you, I know it got loud for a second. I appreciate whoever turned me down. Thank you very much. But you can turn me back up because I'm going to shout here in a second. But I want you to look at somebody and ask them this next to you. Ask them, do you have the Holy Ghost? Oh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. They may be your guests tonight. They may be somebody you don't even know. But ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost? Well, if you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible tells us that the Lord said we are going to be witnesses. Witnesses. John chapter 4 tells us of this encounter that Jesus had with the woman at the well. Many of us are familiar with that story, but here's what's interesting to me about that. The scripture tells us at the beginning of John chapter 4, somewhere around verse 3 or 4, somewhere in there, it says this, he says, he must needs go through Samaria. There was something that was compelling him, something that was pushing him, something that was pulling him to go to Samaria, to the city called Sychar, because there was somebody there that was in need, somebody there that was desperately in need, somebody there that needed to hear a word from the Lord. And that is how the Lord uses our lives, beloved. 
That is how the Lord order our steps. Many times we don't know why we see so, feel so compelled to go to Panera's restaurant. I only have food examples, y'all forgive me later, but I gotta talk to you about it. Pastor Sizemore's rubbing off on me. But that broccoli and cheddar soup, oh my goodness. I gotta talk to you about that because there's something very compelling about the fall season and soup. So you're going there just for the soup and all of a sudden you run into somebody who is in need. Many times we mistake the calling of God. Many times we mistake the pulling of God. Many times we mistake the Lord directing our footsteps as a passing or, or, or something that we're hungering for when it is the Lord putting us in divine position whoo, so that his will can be manifested in our lives. Somebody say, I'm called to be a witness. He arrives there and he, he encounters this woman. And several things that happened when he encountered this woman, he encountered this woman who was full of excuses. He encountered this woman who had been hurt, and anytime you've been hurt, you know you don't want to talk about what hurt you. You don't want to talk about your disappointment. You don't want to talk about your embarrassment. You simply want to talk about anything else but that. But don't you know God has a way of pulling out of you the thing that he wants to minister to? The thing that he wants to heal? The thing that he wants to set you free from? Don't you know that you can't hide from God? <laughs> I remember my mother always telling me that as a little boy, Fazel, you can't hide from God. Although I tried, although I tried. He encounters this woman there, and after this brief encounter, she goes and tells the city and, and people what the Lord had did and what the Lord had said for her. To understand the discipline of witnesses, witnessing, one of the things that's important for us to begin to implement into our spiritual discipline is practice witnessing. Now, if I'd have said practice your Thanksgiving dinner, many of y'all have got happy. If I'd have said practice basketball, looking at a few tall people around here, y'all have said I can do that. But how do you practice witnessing? How do you practice sharing your faith? How do you practice initiating a conversation with somebody that is in need? How do you talk to somebody about something that matters to you? I don't see many here tonight uh, of, of people that brought uh, guests to church that I've met. I met some guests of, of Brother Duvall, Pastor Duvall here, I think it was last Sunday or Sunday before last. Man, it just blessed my soul because somebody is practicing witnessing. Somebody's practicing witnessing. Now, I remember several years ago, and I got to refer to this, but when we were in Tennessee, I can remember Pastor Ellis years ago, actually in the 90s, uh, taking us aside and giving us some steps on how to share your faith. And I used this one the other day, Melissa, 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 Lord help me, I ain't got nobody named Melissa, Melissa, Alana and I are at Rita's, Italian Ice. Oh yeah, I love it too. And in readers come walking these two college students. One lady was a fifth-year senior, every bit of 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I'm looking up at her, and I'm praying she got some skills. She had on some LeBron James shoes, and, and uh, you can tell that she was a basketball player. The other lady that walked in with her was an athletic director. I'm not going to mention the university that they go to, and I'm going to tell you why here in a second. And I looked up at them. I said, here's a great time to witness, to witness. And so I said, hello, and I said, what are you guys here to order? What are y'all going to order? And, and, and say, they said, we don't know, we don't know. I said, well, take a look around. What do you want to order? And I started recommending something. Readers at the time had something that was called pumpkin cheesecake Italian ice. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Thanksgiving fell up in that restaurant that day. I got me a large, and it's still sitting in the freezer at home. Got me a large. I recommended that, and, and one lady tasted, they did samples, and then they chose whatever they chose. I don't remember. But I said to them, I said, hey, let me ask you a question. 
You know, and this is after I buttoned them up a little bit, found out their names. One lady from Russia walked in. She was a basketball player over there also at this university. And I buttered them up a little bit. Then I began to ask him this question. I said, let me ask you something. I said, I know this particular university is a Christian university. Uh, uh, so can you tell me something? What does it take to go to heaven? I know some of us like to kind of be passive about our approach. Some of us want to be friends. And, and sometimes you got to go right for the thing that matters the most. So I asked him, I said, can you tell me what it takes to, to go to heaven? And she says something, and it kind of told me where to go next. Guess what I was doing? Everybody say, practicing. Now, some of us practice on one another. Back in the day, years ago, we practiced upon one another. Brother Jones, if you're watching this broadcast tonight, Brother Jones and I were new converts coming from Saudi Arabia. We got saved over there in Saudi Arabia. And when we got back, we practiced teaching Bible studies on one another. How's this sound? Did I say that the right way? What does this sound like? Did I, did I quote that the right way? Did I mention the scripture the right way? Did I project this the right way? Did I maintain eye contact? Whew. Oh my goodness, I feel a six-week home Bible study certification course coming on now. And we're going to get there. And I asked them this question after they'd answered that one. I said, can you tell me what it takes to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And I'm expecting her to answer differently than she did the first one. And she came back and said, well, it's the same thing. And she wasn't too far from the truth, but she was quoting out of one of the epistles, and she was not quoting out of the book of Acts or referencing something that Jesus taught in the gospel. So it helped me to understand something that as long as we are practicing our faith, as long as we're implementing the discipline of witnessing, that we will encounter people that have a love for God, but lack the knowledge of his word. In Luke 19, chapter five and six, chapter 19, verse five and six, the Bible tells us of a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was one that was, that was looking for direction, looking for hope. And the Bible says that when he heard that the Lord was, was in the room, can I say it that way? When he heard that the Lord was near, he positioned himself to see the Lord. I want you to understand this about the world that we live in. And please don't miss this, because I'm teaching you how to be a, how to be a witness but I'm also teaching you how to be observant. Everybody say observant. When we are observant, we're not just focusing upon while I'm there. When we are observant, we're not just focusing on the purpose in which I'm there. When we are observant, everybody say observant. I'm looking for opportunities to share Jesus with somebody that's in the room. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's why we're doing it. That's why we're there, that's why we're there. This is one thing I love about the ministry of home Bible studies. The ministry of home Bible studies, you're allowed, the scripture allows you to open up your heart and open up the word of God to somebody that is in search for him. Somebody's needing understanding, somebody that's desiring to grow, somebody that's wanting to come into a relationship with the Lord. That's what Bible studies do. Can I tell you, when we are observant, we will recognize that there's somebody there that is in need. If you're a note taker, I want you to write this down. Lord, give me ears to hear what I cannot hear without you, if you're a note taker. Give me eyes to see what I cannot see without you. And help me to sense or discern what I cannot sense or discern without you. What am I doing? I'm being observant. I'm being observant. Say that with me. Lord, give me eyes to see what I cannot see without you. Give me ears to hear what I cannot hear without you. Lord, help me to sense or discern what I cannot sense or discern without you. I, I see faces. I don't know if you're here tonight. Selena, are you here? Hopefully there's only one Selena because if four hands go up, I'm in trouble. I don't see her, I don't see her. Oh, they're pointing at you, thank you. I told you I got bright lights in my face. She asked a question, I think it was Sunday, or last Sunday, reference to the need that we have in, in ministry in terms of teaching Bible studies. And she's teaching, I believe it is her family right now, 
Uh, she didn't know this, but, but Auntie Connie and I, Sister Connie Hanson and I, had been burning her ears up talking about her and her desire to minister the word of the Lord to her family. Can I tell you this here? That when we have observant eyes, we'll see those that are hurting. When we have observant eyes, we'll see those that are hungry. When we have observant eyes, we'll see those that have a need in their life. Lord, help me to see what I cannot see without you. Many of us are looking for direction. We're asking God, Lord, what is your will for my life, Lord? How do I live the Christian life, Lord? How do I have an impact on my world, Lord? Lord, help us to see as a body of believers what we cannot see without you. I promise you, when we start looking for the things that the Lord is wanting to show us, you'll be able to meet that need. When we start looking for the things that the Lord is wanting us to see, there's a power that will be manifested in our lives that you didn't even know was on the inside of you. There's a dimension that the Lord is going to take us to as a body of believers when we start looking for the things that the Lord wants to release in our lives. Whoo, glory. Yabashaha. Oh yeah, I, I'm going to stay on this platform because if I get down there, it's going to be a done deal. Here's what's important. Here's what's important. When the Bible tells us that God wants us to be a witness and has given us power, that means this right here. The Lord expects us to walk in a demonstration and in the authority of his name to release something in the world that we live in that will bring him glory. Ah, yeah, Baha, glory. That will bring glory to his name. I want you to know something. If you have the Holy Ghost in here tonight, there is a power that's in you. There is an authority that's in you. There is a healing nature of the Lord that's in you. There is a deliverance that's in you that the Lord is wanting to release in Cincinnati. Taboshaha. Woo! Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hayebashaha. And this is not just centered on all of us as a mass. It's not centered on 50 of us going out and evangelizing the community or knocking doors. This is centered on you believing that God has called you to do exactly what he said for you to do. Somebody say, I need to be a witness. I need to be a witness. Sister Beverly, Sister Angela, the power of God in your life the authority, I wish y'all could hear this woman of God pray. The authority that God has placed in your life, he's placed it in your life so that his name can be magnified. Whoo! Somebody say, do it, Lord, do it, Lord. I'm excited about the day that you and I live in. I know that this world is heavy. I know that there are things happening that we wish wasn't happening. But the Bible tells us, that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But if you know how to walk in power, if you know how to walk in the Word of God, whoo, if you know how to walk in the gifting that God has placed in you, let me tell you something, I surely have not seen, ears have not heard, whoo, glory. Neither has it entered the heart of man the things that the Lord has placed in you. But here's what the Bible tells us. But he has revealed it. Say it with me. He has revealed it in the Spirit. Let's talk about Revelation for just a second. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it says this. It says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but what is revealed belongs unto his children and unto his children's children. I'm paraphrasing that last end. So there is something secret that belongs to God, but there's a revelation that belongs to us. What is revelation? Revelation is making known something that previously I was unaware of. Now, what are some things that we are unaware of as believers? What are some things that we are unaware of as believers? Can I tell you? One of the things that we're unaware of, at, oftentimes as believers, I am unaware of the apprehensions that exist in my life. Whew. So this is what it feels like to be up here. 
I am unaware of the apprehensions that exist in my life. I am also unaware of many hindrances that exist in my life. If I'm not aware of that, that means that I cannot fully operate to the potential that God has released in my life. Somebody say, talk to me, Fazel. I'm glad I got this mic in my mouth because I'm going to talk to you. What that means is this right here. In my desire to be a witness, to develop the discipline of witnesses, I always run up against the number one thing that we run up against is what? I don't want to come down there. I don't want to come down there because if I do, it's going to be done. But the number one thing that we run up against is excuses. Is excuses. When it comes to witnessing, I know many of us did not go through Bible quizzing. Many of us did not have the same pastor or the same environment. Many of us did not have the same experiences. So sometimes we look for that, that one who has that testimony, that, that one who's overcome or, or that one who's very good with Scripture. We look for the one, and oftentimes we don't know it, but there's somebody trying to mirror, somebody trying to shadow us to find out how do I do that? How do I do that? And the reason they're doing it because they're trying to overcome the inability to fulfill the will of God because they're full of excuses. Whoo, okay, gotta walk, gotta walk, gotta walk, it's done. All right. All right. Don't worry about that, that's just my anointing detector right now is working. Here's the thing, many of us are full of excuses and we're not full of excuses because we wanna use excuses, but we're full of excuses because we don't know how to overcome them. That's the number one thing, is excuses. I, I, I'm, I'm the biggest, biggest one. I'm the pot calling the kettle white, or black. Y'all know what I mean. Here's the challenge. The challenge is this right here, and this is what I mean by the statement. I've been on this weight loss journey, and it's been a wonderful journey. I enjoy peach cobbler. I'm Candace Denise Cake's best customer. Amen. <laughs> Bought me a pumpkin cheesecake this weekend. Talk to me, somebody. And ain't nothing left. <laughs> best customer. Can I tell him myself? I ain't gonna give you too much information, but I will tell you this right here. We all got excuses. We all have excuses. And the number one thing that we run up against is the inability to overcome our, our excuses. The next thing that we run up against is fear. Fear was probably number one, but excuses was there also. What is fear? Fear is false information made real by the lies of the enemy. That's what fear is. False information made real by the lies of the enemy. Can I tell you how to overcome fear? Can I tell you how to overcome making excuses? You do something that the Lord tells us to do, and that is to pray. Oh, what you mean pray? That's all you got to do? You better start there. Because once we start praying, let me tell you something. There is something that's going to be released from heaven, Sister Marlowe, manifested in the earth, and my excuses are going to go away. So now not only am I developing a discipline to be a witness, I'm also developing a discipline to overcome my excuses. Whoo, I wish I could tell them myself right now. I promise you I won't. I promise you I won't. I promise you I won't. But I will tell you this here. The discipline that is needed to be a witness and to witness, it starts in your prayer closet. It starts in your prayer closet. Can I tell you how I learned this? Everybody say practicing. When I first got saved here in 1990, we're coming back from, from Saudi Arabia. This is 1990, the war took place in 1991. We're back in the States. I had four cousins that lived in Columbus, Ohio. While we're over there in the Middle East, over there in Saudi Arabia, 
somebody taught on the subject of fasting and praying. So while we're over there, we fasted one day and we thought we was gonna die. We're on the back of a five-ton truck or two-ton truck going somewhere. Somebody had the nerve to have a package of Oreos. Can I tell you, not one crumb hit the floor. We tore that bag of Oreos up. We went to town on that. But I have to tell you this here. We saw the Lord just begin to do something within our spirit, within our heart. So we got back from Saudi Arabia, here it is, 1991. I'm at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and I wanted the Lord to save my family. I got four cousins that live in, in Columbus, Ohio. I adopted myself to their family as their big brother or cousins, but as four sisters, they didn't have the big brother. So I said, I'm gonna be my cousin's big brother. So we became really close. So while I was there at Fort Campbell, I started fasting and praying for them. Whoo! And after I met you, I got jealous of you when I heard what the Lord did in your family. Sister Kelly's family and all that the Lord used her to do. Started fasting and praying for my, for my family. I went to Columbus one day on a four-day pass, got there on Friday, only Bible study I knew how to teach. Our brother and sister Saunders was rightly dividing the word. Larry Smith Bible study, my favorite Bible study. I could teach it with my eyes closed. Wake me up two o'clock in the morning, I knew how to teach that Bible study because I was, everybody say practicing, practicing. We had lesson one of that Bible study. I said, I'm coming back Sunday. We got to do the Bible study early because I got to be back in Fort Campbell on Sunday afternoon. We get back there Sunday, teaching the Bible study. And man, it got late. And before you know it, I'm telling them what we all need to repent of our sins. We're in my cousin's basement repenting of our sins. Why? Because the Bible study required us to repent of our sins. Whoo! We're in there crying, weeping, and, and reaching out to God. We repented of our sins. I, I didn't know how to pray somebody through the Holy Ghost then. I, I'm struggling to even do what I was doing then, but I saw God honor what I knew how to do. I saw him take it to the next level, Gina. She brought somebody to church a couple of weeks ago too. I met your guest. Hey man, they see the, the other one I was looking for. I saw God honor me overcoming my fear. I, start, I saw the Lord honor me overcoming my excuses. I saw the Lord honor me implementing faith and trusting Him. Trusting Him to do what? Trusting Him to honor His Word in the life of that person I'm reaching for. Trusting Him to minister His Word in the heart of that family. Trusting Him to make a difference in life. Somebody say, Jesus is a difference maker. I want you to know he absolutely is. Ain't nobody in this world can make a difference in your life like Jesus can. I'm telling you right now, Jesus is a difference maker. Woo. Being bold and developing the understanding, conquering fear, overcoming excuses. What am I doing? I'm developing the discipline to witness. Developing the discipline to witness. Ooh, I'm going to Illinois, sis. Wherever your cousin is, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm going to Missouri. I'm going to Missouri in Jesus' name. Why? Why? Because the more I practice my faith, the better I become. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you know every one of us in here at some junction of our life, said this prayer, Lord, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I haven't prayed it so long, I don't even remember how the rest of it go. But now if somebody asks you to pray, there is a dimension and a place and authority that you're going in God in prayer. Why? Because you have been practicing. Y'all don't like that word. Y'all don't like that word. But you have been incorporating in your Christian life what it means like to talk to God. Is there anybody in this house that knows how to talk to the Lord? Is there anybody in this house that knows how to lift up the name of Jesus? Is there anybody in this house that knows how to intercede? Is there anybody in this house that knows how to take authority over sickness, over disease, over the devil, over this world? Is there anybody in this house? Tabaha. Is there anybody in this house that know how to live the Christian life? Is there anybody in this house that know the power of God's Word? Is there anybody in this house 
but because you are living out your faith, why limit yourself to just coming to church? Whoo. Lana, my baby girl will be driving here in a little bit. I got some steel toe boots in the car. I'm joking, but I want you to go get them because I'm about to step on everybody's toes. We love this aspect of Christian living. We love coming to church. Whoo, don't you know? There's healing in God's house. There is joy. I wish I had an organist. Where, where's, where's, where's my organist at? I'm going to sing. Y'all, y'all, y'all sing without organ? I might sing with it. It sounds a whole lot better if I do it with it. But we love what it's like to be in the house of God. We love what it's like. We love the fellowship. Can I tell you something? There's power when two or three of us come together. Can I tell you that's word? Where two or three are gathered in his name, guess what? He's there in the midst. Yes, sir. Who? And I don't know how many hundred are in here tonight, two, three hundred is in here tonight. Don't you know the Holy Ghost is in this room right now? Don't you know the presence of the Lord is here right now? Right now. And where the Lord is, anything is possible. Where the Lord is healing is possible. Where the Lord is deliverance is possible. Don't you know there's nothing too hard for the Lord to do? Yes, sir. So that same power that's in the midst where two or three are gathered together, it's that same power that's in us individually when we're by ourselves. It's working. That same power resides in us when we are by ourselves. Can I prove it to you? The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 8, somebody say he's being a witness. Come on, I need us to agree with me. Say he's being a witness. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 8 that Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Somebody tell me who was with Philip? What apostle, what disciple, what new believer was with Philip? Somebody tell me who was with Philip? Somebody say he went down by himself. Who I need a heaven right now. He went down by himself. Where did he go? He went to a city that was in prison. He went to a city that was shackled up by the enemy. He went to a city that was in need. Where did he go? He went down to Samaria by himself. If I had long sleeves on, this jacket would come off. But I don't want y'all to see my biceps. He went down to Samaria by himself. And the Bible tells us this here, that he preached Christ unto them. And we're going to get into the home Bible study certification course. It's coming up. But Philip went down there by himself. Look at somebody next to you and tell him he went by, he went by himself. Now, you got to say it the right way like you don't even believe in yourself. He went by himself. Now, say it like he went with authority. He went by himself. Can I tell you something? Too many of us are waiting on somebody to tag along with us. Too many of us are waiting on somebody to endorse what God has placed in our heart. Too many of us are waiting on somebody to pat us on the back. Can I tell you, Philip went by himself. (laughs) He went by himself, my brother, to fulfill the will of God. He went by himself, and the Bible tells us he did something that we're all called to do. And somebody say, he witnessed. He preached Christ unto them. Now here's what happened. Here's the result of that. Now if two or three of us are together, there's power. Two, two or three of us together, there's a miracle. Two or three of us together, let me tell you something, rivers will flow like they've never flown before. But Philip went by himself, and that same authority that's with two or three of us, he had alone. Who? Who my? You gotta love Philip's walk, but you gotta love Philip's faith. When we were ministering some time ago in Dayton, the church that we were in fellowship with, they wanted us to go to a community and help them witness. Now, I I don't have any problem doing that. I don't, none at all. But something inside of me just rose up 
because I don't think I'm anybody special. Can I tell you that? I think that the gifting that God has placed in my life is the same individual gifting that he's placed in yours. Let me say that to this side of the room. I first of all do not think that I am anybody special because the same gifting that God has placed in my life, he's also placed in yours and yours and yours and yours and his. So something rose up within me. We call it a righteous indignation. Somebody might say it was a broccoli cheddar soup from uh, Daenerys. <laughs> but something rose up within me. But what rose up within me is the fact that we like to make heroes out of people. And the same God that they serve is the same God that we serve. And if the anointing of God is present in her life, then I ought to be expecting his presence and anointing to be in my life. What am I doing? I'm being a witness. I'm being a witness. Can I tell you something? Ain't one man a superhero, and everybody that's wearing capes and flying in the air in comic books. And ain't one person in reality doing the things that you see in comic books. So that tells me this right here, that the same God that we serve that the same God that filled each of us with the baptism of the Spirit is wanting to release his will in the earth through us individually. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Now, now say this, Lord, do it in me. Say, Lord, do it in me. Come on, do it in me, do it in me. Lord, do it in me. Come on, Lord, do it in me. Do it in me. Open my mouth to be a witness. Fill my heart with boldness. Let your power be prevalent in me. Somebody shout, do it in me, do it in me, do it in me. Use me to pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost. Use me to witness. Use me to teach a Bible study. Somebody say, do it in me, do it in me. Do it in me. Can I tell you something? We're about to see something that we've never seen before in the kingdom. And Chris Green and, and Missionary Robinette, man, ain't the only ones that are going to see miracles happen in this last day. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody's going to walk out of a wheelchair because you pray for them. Somebody's eyes are going to be open because you pray for them. Somebody's ears are going to be unstopped because you pray for them. Somebody's home is going to be reconciled because you pray for them. Come on, somebody say, do it in me, do it in me, do it in me, do it in me. Aye, Tabo Saha. In this day and hour that you and I are living in, God is waiting on one of us and all of us to give him a yes. Whoo, Yaboshah. Uh-huh. Yes, that's all he's waiting on. He's waiting on us to give him a yes. Glory. Yes to what? Yes to his will. Yes to his willingness to be, to be a witness. Yes to his willingness to be, to be a witness. I want to share this with you. Many of you have heard this testimony before, but I'm going to share it now. Because what the Lord is releasing, what the Lord is doing now, is not predicated altogether upon you just being in the kingdom, but what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is going to do is predicated upon our faith and trust in Him to work His Word and to work these white fields that you and I are all around every day. Somebody say, work the fields. We're praying for revival. We're asking God to pour out His Spirit. We're asking God for miracles. We're asking the Lord to do things that we've never seen before. We're asking the Lord to save the lost. We're asking the Lord to bring home the husband, bring home the wife, bring home the prodigal. We're asking the Lord to do those things, and we're asking, we're interceding, we're praying, we're crying. There are tears flowing down our faith. We're being pressed to seed as Pastor ministered about a man a week ago or so. 
Is that thing beeping? Y'all ignore that. It's just making noise. It's just making noise. But we got to work it. But we got to work it. Somebody say, I got to work it. Somebody say, I got to work it. What does work look like? Musicians, you can come. I'm truly going to be done. And I might sing my song. Musicians, if you'll come. What does working look like? What does working look like? Working looks like me talking to somebody about him. There's a passage of scripture I want somebody to grab really quick for me. Philippians 1 and 12. Philippians 1 and 12. Somebody grab it for me really quick. I don't have a mic to run to you, but I just want somebody to read it really loud. Philippians 1 and 12. Go ahead, Elder. Now watch this right here. Everybody say, he's working it. He's working it. Somebody say, he's working it. Here's what Paul said. Here's what Paul said. That flat tire that I got. That engine that got in trouble is working. That flat tire that I have is working. Can I get home? Can I come personal? That pink slip that I got, I don't want to look at nobody because they might get a pink slip tomorrow. No, don't, not, not sure how to handle this. But that pink slip I got yeah. is working. Y'all ready for this here? That diagnosis that I got, whoo, that y'all been praying for me about, yeah. it worked. <laughs> it worked. Got to give you the rest of it. I'm healed in Jesus' name, but I got to give you the rest of it. Oh, my Lord, I could run right now. If I'd have these Air Force knees, I promise you, I'd be running around this house right now. When I was diagnosed with that prostate cancer, I'm down there at Ohio State going through radiation and hormone therapy. And man, I tell you what. As a man, you shouldn't have to be put through that type of embarrassment. It was humbling. It was humbling. And, and, and instead of me complaining, I've learned something about how the Lord uses our lives. <laughs> I learned something about how God divinely positions us. <laughs> I learned something about God when, when we go down to Samaria, it taught me something about God. I, I learned something that when Zacchaeus climbs that tree, he's not climbing that tree just to see Jesus. He's climbing that tree so Jesus can see him. I learned something about God. And I'm there going through this treatment, Pastor. And God laid two people on my heart. One was a valet driver there at Ohio State. So every time I pull up there, you know, we're going in for radiation, and whew, I'm glad about it. Parking was free. Because that was 28 treatments, $10 a watt. But it was, it was free. <laughs> God laid this valet driver on my heart. You know how you look at somebody and say, okay, God, I, I'm not sure what I'm sensing. I'm not sure what I'm feeling, but I know there's something there. He laid this valet driver on my heart. I started talking with him, and I, I asked him this question. I said, hey, man, called his name. I said, let me ask you something. Do you know what it takes to have a relationship with God? Can I tell you something? He forgot about all the responsibility he had that day. He started telling me how his grandmother brought him up in church, how his grandmother used to have him read the Bible to her, and how his grandmother used to take them to church. He started telling me this testimony. And I said to this brother, let me ask you something. Have you ever had a Bible study on the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Sister Selena, can I tell you? I stopped treatment July 12th, and him and I have been in Bible study every week since July 12th. Because somebody went down to Samaria. Somebody looked up in the sycamore tree. Somebody knew what it was like to be in divine positioning so that the will of God can be manifested.
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Somebody say stop right now, brother, because we got kids that got to go to school. Y'all shouldn't have put this mic in my mouth because I got to testify. Many of us are looking for opportunities. God positions us for opportunities. He positions us for opportunities. But practicing or developing the discipline to witness, the only thing God requires of you is a yes and a willingness and a willingness to open up your mouth and tell somebody about Jesus. Ooh, you know why you had those cards in your hand? Is anybody here that did not get a card? Everybody have cards? We have two people here that didn't get a card. One brother, a sister in the back, I saw a hand go up. One sister over here, Sister Brittany didn't get a card. Sister Marlo didn't get cards. If we have any more out there, if we can grab some more. The reason that you have those cards is for this last testimony. So we are now in the process of teaching this curriculum, Pastor Sizemore, in Quincy, Ohio. Pastor Joe Brown, right? He was introduced to me by Pastor Monday. So we're teaching this curriculum, a six-week curriculum entitled, <laughs> I'm telling so much, sharing Christ without fear. Sharing Christ without fear. So, so last week's lesson was entitled, Preparing Your Heart to Share Christ. And can I tell you, the first statement, the first bullet point in that lesson in preparing your heart to share Christ, you wouldn't even begin to guess what it is, but it is repentance. The first step to sharing Christ or preparing your heart to share Christ is repentance, is repentance. And I hope you commit that to memory because we gotta move, is repentance. And so our assignment last week at the end of lesson one was to go out to witness to one person and invite that one person to church. Pastor Brown texted me Sunday afternoon. Now the church is not as big as this right here, but it is powerful. And Sister Connie, where you at? Auntie, you said to me in your testimony that we have recorded, so you can never deny. She says, when you're part of a home mission church and you get a guest, everybody knows there's a guest. <laughs> well, this church is large, and this past Sunday, they had 12 guests. 12 guests. 12 people in the house of God. 12 people for the first time, for the first time in the house. Whew. And can I tell you, if you're a greeter in the house, I celebrate you. If you're usher in this house, I celebrate you because it reminded me so much of home. Coming through the door, me and Alyssa went up there last week, coming through the door, they shook our hands, they introduced themselves, they thanked us for being there. I'm like, man, you sure this ain't the Tree of Life Church? They were so nice, so friendly, so cordial. I felt right at home. And I know those 12 guests that came up there did also. So the reason you have those cards in your hand, because the other half of revival is working it. Whoo! The other half of seeing a miracle is planning for it. The other half of seeing a home bended is working it. So if you have those cards in your hands, guess what they're for? We are expecting you to invite at least two people to church this Sunday. And I'm not talking about walking to Kroger's and saying here, walking in Target and saying here. Don't do that. But go to Samaria with intention. Go down to Samaria with some gumption, as old folks used to say. Go to Samaria with an expectation. I need a volunteer. I'm gonna use you, Vincent. Come here, Vincent. Look here, he's tall. Look, man, you look like you're ready for church. You ready for church? All right, I just met Vincent. Here's where we're gonna, Vincent, my name is Fazil. And I know your name is Vincent. Man, it's so nice to meet you, man. How you been? I've been pretty good. Man, oh my goodness, man. What do you do, man? It's so good to see you. Have we met before? This is the first time meeting you. First time meeting? Oh, man, I'm so honored to meet you. Let me tell you something. I really feel, man, there's something special that God wants to do in your life. Do you have a church home anywhere? I do not. You do not? Let me tell you something, man. I know of a good church you can go to. Y'all missing it? I know of a good church you can go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
If you're watching a lot, I know of a good church that you can go to. This is real. Right, right. This is us going to Samaria. This is us reaching for those that the Lord is reaching for. Yeah. And I'm going to take that card out my wallet, wallet or shirt pocket, wherever it is. I'm going to say, Vincent, listen, here's the address to 6477 Cooper Road. It's a Tree of Life Church. Man, we got a great audience, great environment. We got musicians and singers and psalmists. We got elders and preachers and leaders. Man, we got some wonderful people in the house of God. If you look around, don't you know, Vincent ain't seeing what you see, but I'm dressing it up for him. I'm painting the picture for him. Can I tell you what we need to do? Paint the picture for him. Man, this is a great church you're about to go to, man. There's some wonderful things that are happening. We have children's ministry. We have men's ministry. We have women's ministry. We have Sunday school. We have adult classes. We have Wednesday Bible study. What are you doing? I'm painting the picture for somebody that's hungry for God. And guess what I'm doing? Y'all sitting there tired. I ain't tired. I'm fired up right now. I'm painting the picture for him because guess what Vincent's going to do? Y'all don't know this, but Vincent, come on, walk with me. Vince is going to go back home. See, I didn't know this either. When Vince gets back home, right, there are people in Vince's community. There are people in Vince's life. There are people that Vince know that I don't know. Oh, yeah, we're coming to you for a reason. Come on, stand up with us, right? Right? Then, then Vince is going to get Brother Russ. Of course, you know, they have friends that are friends together, people that I don't know that they know. Right? But because one person invited them to church, then they're going to get somebody else. Come on up here, brother. Right? They're going to get somebody else. And before you know it, right, that brother's going to get that brother, and that brother's going to get that brother, and that brother's going to get that family, and that family's going to get that community, and that community is going to get somebody that's hungry for God. Come on up, brother. Come on up, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Where? We went down to Samaria. Let's walk back that way. We went. Look at this. Look at Fellowship happening already. Do y'all know one another? Introduce yourselves. Tell them your name. John, John Vince. Kenny. Yeah. Right? Joe, Jeff. Listen, look what's happening here. We went down to Samaria, and guess what we're doing? We're coming back with a family. We're coming back with some power. We're coming back with some people that love God. We're coming back with some people that are hungry. We're coming back with some people that want deliverance. Thank you. We're coming back with some people. Why? We went down to Samaria. We went down to Samaria. My God. Won't you stand with me right now? Thank you, brothers. Come on and clap your hands into the Lord. Come on and clap your hands into the Lord. Y'all must want me to sing because y'all playing my song. If you can use anything, Lord. You can use me. This altar is open right now for somebody who wants to be used. This altar is open right now for somebody who wants to go down to Samaria. This altar is open right now for somebody who wants to be used to be that miracle. This altar is open right now for somebody who wants to see Jesus be the changer. Somebody who wants to see Jesus make the difference. Somebody who wants to see Jesus do it all. Somebody who wants to see Jesus do it all. Come on, you're praying for him right now. You're praying for him right now. We're praying for Montgomery County. We're praying for Clinton County. We're praying for Clinton County. We're praying for him right now. We're praying for that home. We're praying for that store. We're praying for that clerk. We're praying for that cashier. We're praying for that family. We're praying for that neighbor. What are we doing? We did that. Samaria. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. You can use me. Hallelujah. Speak to me. Use my willingness, Father. 
I want you to turn to the person next to you, sister to sister, brother to brother. <laughs> yes, husband and wife, husband and wife. Y'all are partners, y'all are team. Brother to brother, sister to sister, husband and wife, husband and wife. And I want you to ask this question. What are you afraid of? Ask the question, brother to brother, sister to sister. What excuses are you making? Look at him. Go ahead and look at him, brother. Look at him in the eyes. Come on, don't let him just hem and haw. Don't let him whisper. Make them tell you what are you afraid of. Make them tell you what excuses are you making. Now, oh yeah, I hear the conversation taking place. Maybe there are no excuses. Maybe there isn't fear. If there are no excuses, I want you to hear me. If there are no excuses and if there's no fear, I want you to pray boldness into their lives. If there are excuses, if there are fear, if there is fear, I want you to begin to pray in agreement right now for victory over the fear, victory over the excuses. Let's do that right now. Pray with that brother, pray with that sister right now. Victory over fear, victory over excuses, if there's no fear and if there are excuses, there's boldness, there's boldness, there's boldness. Yeah, Tabaha, there's boldnesses, there's boldness, Kendrick, there's boldnesses, there's boldness, Scott. Yeah, Tabaha, yes, 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 yes. Because, Father, you did not give us a spirit of fear, but you've given us power, you've given us love. And you have given us a sound mind. What have you given us? You've given us power. You've given us love. And you have given us a sound mind. Yeah, Lord God. I see it. I see it. I see it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. I see it. I see it. I see it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Over fear, over excuses, over shadows. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Touch my heart, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, make the song your prayer. If you can use anything, Lord. Come on, make that song your prayer. I'm willing and ready to be used. Because <laughs> there's a discipline in me, my brother, to be a witness. There's a discipline in me. To share my testimony, there's a difference in me, a willingness in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you now, every hand, every hand right now in this house, right where you are, just lift your hands right now. Father, I thank you for your calling. I thank you for your divine positioning, Father. Lord, because you've brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, Lord, we surrender ourselves. We humble ourselves to you. Father, anything that is not of you that exists in my life, Lord, I not only repent of it, but I strike at it in the name of Jesus. Every inconsistency I bring down now. Everything, Lord God, that says lock, I bring down now. God, I ask now, Father, that your power, 
and your authority, not only be releasing us as believers, but released in this city on every apostolic church standing in truth, Father. Because we are not one entity to ourselves, but we're part of a collective body to fulfill your will in this hour. And everyone said in Jesus' name, before you clap your hands, before you clap your hands, we do this on Wednesdays and I want us to do tonight. I don't want anybody to be denied. Maybe you felt the Lord speak to you tonight. And maybe you saw through the lesson, maybe the Lord said something to you and you understand that I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. If you've never been down in water for the remission of your sins, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, maybe the Lord spoke something to you tonight and now you realize that I need to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of my sins. Is there anybody here tonight that needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I'm looking around the room. I'm looking around the room. Let me walk closer to the stage. I'm looking around the room. Is there anybody here tonight that desires to be filled with God's precious gift? Anybody here tonight? Is there anybody here tonight that has never been baptized in the precious name of Jesus? The Bible tells us there's only one name given under heaven where, among men whereby we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. If you haven't given your offering, amen, please do so. Officers are here, the place are here. Amen. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Please give an offering. If you have not done so, you're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. We do have one to be baptized tonight. Come